What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Views from the Baseline. I am your host, Chevy. I got two podcast hosts on my episode today. They respectively are podcast hosts on their own shows, so I'm excited. They love sports. They're missing sports. Uh, first, I'll go into a little bit about the MLB and March Madness impact with Greg Huss from CubsInsider.com. Bottom part of the show, we'll have Troy Jackson from Average Joe Podcast, and he'll share his initial reactions and thoughts. Losing sports temporarily here. Without further ado, we'll get into the show and uh, got an MLB perspective here. First and foremost, Greg, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm hanging in there. I am uh, excited to talk a little sports because we're not getting to watch sports, so we might as well talk about it, right? I mean, I'm down, man. I know that I was definitely, last time we talked, was down to finding out how the Houston Astros are going to be treated, and unfortunately, we can't figure that out. <laughs> can't Dude, doesn't that right seem now. like that was like a year ago? It really does. That all that dropped? It has prolonged it. I mean, we'll get yeah. into that, but like it, it, that's what we were looking forward to, was kind of just checking in with you, opening week for baseball, and that has completely not happened. I mean, we're like, what, probably about mid, you know, mid-April, so we probably would have been about two, two weeks into the baseball season. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, we're we're we just be just getting rolling. Teams would be having. I know I, I'm obviously a Cubs fan, and and uh, the Cubs would have had their home opener a couple of days ago. So it's like, yeah, it, it's crazy. We should be getting into like now. Everyone's getting pumped about about the baseball season, and it's just it's not it's not started. It sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so you know, Greg, what what I wanted to just get everyone's perspective, a sports fan. You know, obviously, I bring you in as a baseball expertise here on on our show uh what, what's kind of like your you know the baseball season was still kind of just brewing right that we kind of we were talking about the astros where let's just pretend we're in mid-march you know um for you you know you're an avid you know college basketball fan so the first thing you probably were impacted with was probably the cancellation of march madness more than anything yeah. now the baseball you know was just kind of a domino effect How, what was your initial reaction Let's just say March Madness, you found out once the NBA kind of said, hey, everything suspended Wednesday night, Thursday night, or yeah, by Thursday night, the next day, we, mm-hmm. everything was gone. Yeah, it was, it was NBA broke on that Wednesday night, and then kind of like everything else hit on a Thursday, right? Like college basketball was kind of like the next in line because they were in season, but then like NHL was not too far behind, and baseball was, and, bat- and, and, and football suspending operations, stuff like that. It was not too far behind. I, I mean, as a as a big basketball fan, college basketball really close. I mean, I, that was that that was March Madness is something that I look forward to every single year, right? Like I I love watching the season, like during the season of college basketball. March Madness is the time when like that's like the best time of the year. Like that first weekend, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like the first and second round is just like that is my favorite thing to watch on TV in the entire year. And it just it kind of sucked to just. That I think of all the like times of the year for this, I mean, obviously there's a whole lot bigger issues than than sports stopping, right? There's a whole lot bigger issues with with the world going on with the pandemic. But from a sports perspective, and that's what we're talking about right here, it's just it, that the time of year was just it it, it sucked because one of the worst. Yeah, you had yeah you had March Madness. You had the NBA getting into like crunch time. You had baseball ramping up. Um, it was just like the, the NFL draft coming up. It's just a, a big hotbed of everything going on. And that's when everything kind of just like stopped. And yeah, absolutely. What, what was like kind of like your reaction? I mean, was anybody you ran to you vent, you had to vent to or. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just been, it's, <laughs> I feel like in my life, just talking sports is always just a, just that's what you do, right? You just talk sports and especially having a sports, sports podcast like you do and like I do, you just kind of run out of content to talk about. So I'm glad that you can kind of pull people from different uh, kind of expertises, I guess, different fields and get people on your podcast because it makes up for being able to kind of like, I know I have a very specific podcast where I talk about, Cubs minor league baseball right that's super super specific so right now this time of year that makes it like really difficult to talk about anything on our podcast but for you able to get some other people on talk about different sports it's it's been nice so I'm, I'm I've been enjoying listening to your podcast all right I appreciate that man you're one of our five listeners there you are there he is people there he is no but you know just another shout out to everybody you can you know catch Greg at uh, www.cubsinsider.com um, and you are on the Growing Cubs podcast, right? So yeah, yeah, the Growing Cubs podcast. Um, find me on, I mean, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Anywhere where you can find podcasts, uh, you can find the Growing Cubs podcast. It's a very, like I mentioned, it's a very specific type of audience, but uh, we're, we've been enjoying doing it. We've been putting it out for about a year now and um, kind of trending upwards with how how our listens are going. So it's been good to get that going. Yeah, you know, I'll definitely plug you in the um initial post here for this episode. So everybody, you can check that out in this episode post, of course. Uh, website and link to the actual podcast for you. Um, and then um, you know, as the, the baseball expertise, you know, I actually wanted to bring you on board, see how see how you you thought about the cancellation, some resolutions. Um, you know, we'll get into a little, a little bit about the uh, impact that this has on delaying yeah. us from seeing. How people and other teams and pitchers are treating the Astros, um, you know. If, if first, just to kind of throw a little bit of, you know, I guess we didn't really plan for this, but um, you know, finding out that you're a big March Madness fan as well as a, a just in general yeah. a college basketball fan. How do you feel? Uh, you know, what what are we what are we missing? I mean, because the thing is about this part, Greg, is that we're not gonna get to see what happened this year in March, you know, for in March Madness to some of the teams and it's a little bit different teams. It's not just your casual, you know, powerhouses that, and that's kind of been the trend over the last few years, a couple of years, ever since that, you know, uh bus of the scandal with, mm-hmm. so, you know, some of the, with the NCAA. So what do you, what do you feel like this March Madness we missed out on? Like what type of talent teams? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the crazy thing about this year in college basketball was the fact that, um you had three you had some really good teams over the top of the of the of the rankings that were going to get really good seasons seeds in the tournament and probably go really far that are like mid-major teams right so you had Dayton who actually had the the national player of the year in Obi Toppin right and uh that was a team that you could see going at least to the final four uh just because that was a team that they had Obi Toppin the national player of the year but it was it was a stacked roster from top to bottom too it wasn't just Toppin and so uh Dayton is a, I mean obviously a mid-major in the A10 and you had teams like Gonzaga is always really good but they're still a mid-major team people forget that they're actually uh a mid-major and 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 that uh even though they're good every year that it's th- something crazy uh you had teams like BYU who's in the same same conference as Gonzaga who they could have made a, a pretty good run this year they're having a really good year um I don't know there, there's a, there's a lot of teams out there that um kind of were under the radar you had like Kansas and Baylor up at the top um, that were really, really good teams, and they're in a major conference, but a lot of kind of under-the-radar teams, like I mentioned, that, that could have gone far. 
Um, but I, I don't know. Me being in like Big Ten country, uh, that was kind of the story of the year in my eyes was just how good the Big Ten was this season, right? Um, I feel like we don't really talk about how good conferences were over the course of a season, like if you look into the future. But like the Big Ten, they could have easily gotten nine teams in the tournament, possibly 10. Like they were projected for 10 teams in the tournament, which is like unheard of, right? Like they would have gotten 10 of their 14 teams in the tournament. Um, and a lot of them with pretty good seeds that had potential to go pretty far too. Uh, teams like Maryland and Michigan State were really, really good. Illinois was looking really good throughout the year, and um, just a lot of really good teams in that Big Ten that could have made it to at least a Sweet 16. Right, yeah. I mean, look at some of the final rankings just to mention, you know, there's some non-traditional teams. Like, you don't see Dayton, Florida State, Baylor, San Diego State, Creighton. Yeah, San Diego State, I didn't even mention them, yeah. Yeah, uh, th- those are some of the teams. Those are some of the teams that ranked in the top 10, you know, at the end of yeah. the final, you know, final rankings here. Those aren't traditional yeah. teams you always see. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, you know, BYU was uh, top, uh, I believe they finished 18, looks like, here on the list. Uh, you know, Maryland was number 12. And, and then, you know, you have your traditional powerhouses, like a Duke, which was, you know, in the mix, Kansas, uh, Villanova, always, you know, usually up there. Louisville yeah. finally kind of recovered a little bit after the last few years. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was some non-traditional teams and that was like the nice, exciting part to see some of these schools and then to see some, some new history be formed, be formed with between them. So yeah, I, I would agree. That's definitely something we missed out. And like, like you mentioned, um, you know, player of the year missed out that opportunity to see him and, um, cause he's going to be a stud in the NBA, man. Obi Toppin. Like he's going to be, he's yeah. going to be so good. In the NBA. Like he's just a freak athlete. Like he's, he's a freak. What, like six, nine, six, eight, maybe six, nine. And I mean, he can go up there and get some boards, but like obviously like you've seen the dunks like you've seen all of his dunks but like he's got some range on him too he can hit the three and i mean just just one of the one of the best athletes i've ever seen in college basketball ever is obi Toppin. yeah i can agree with that uh let me ask you do you have a final four picked out before all this went uh, down i don't know i feel like with the final four for me it's always like it depends on the matchups like i, I hate saying that but i like, also like i have to because I, like it depends on the matchups right i, I mean i think as far as the four I guess best teams this year. Um, I'd say it was probably the the Dayton, Kansas, Baylor, and Florida State. I I, I think that Florida State um, ended up falling off a few spots towards the end of the year, but they were really really good. A team that like wasn't ranked nearly as high, but I thought could have been. Actually, I'll throw them to answer your question. I'll throw these this team in my final four. Uh, <laughs> right. Maryland. Maryland of the Big Ten, I mean, because they just had to run a gauntlet through the Big Ten. It was just so tough. Um, and that team was just stacked, that Maryland team. Uh, I'm not sure how many players they bring back next year. I know that they graduate um, Anthony Cowan, who was kind of their their best player. But uh, I don't know, man. But Ma- that Maryland team was really, really good. And they were struggling. They lost to, like, I think Penn State and a couple other other teams towards the end of the year. But, like, every team was just, like, so tough that, uh, I just feel like when Maryland got their probably three seed in the tournament, they would have just run through their bracket pretty quick. Yeah, I, I would say um, for me, it's hard. And I see your perspective. It's hard to really look at th- like without the matchups, like there's no bracket, right? So you can't see, you know, the path yeah. that Florida, Florida State had to go. Uh, I mean, for, <laughs> I, I would put, I would put Dayton, uh, Kansas. Uh, I'm not trying to be a hater, but you know, I, I, I guess I kind of sort of maybe maybe Florida State, but I kind of you know it's not really letting you know my the Florida yeah. in me isn't letting me come, let it come out. But 
I can see that though. I you know I, I hear I hear they had a pretty damn good team. But I uh, know in all seriousness, you know, like a Dayton, um, I I kind of want to give my faith into in a team like Gonzaga. I feel like uh, they kind of yeah. they they had it in them. But every time I've picked Gonzaga to win or I put some money on them, I've I've I probably have jinxed them. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Gonzaga fans, but it just doesn't work out. Um, I can agree with the Maryland though. I think I think Maryland was a good choice. That was a very very good choice there for you. So yeah, yeah I, I can see. I'm, I'm can it's agree been with funny that. though, right? Like the. I mean, we didn't have the tournament, but I saw so many different like simulations on right, uh, like on Twitter, on wherever, um, of people running these simulations of what the bracket would have ended up, like who the national champion would have been, and it's just like I don't know the the simulation. Actually, I prefer like the simulations, and I know that uh, I guess if if you're okay with transitioning a little bit to the to the baseball, I know with baseball, there's been a lot of simulations of like. MLB the show and they've been like yeah. showing video of those simulations of the games and it's like I mean I I guess you take what you can get with everything that's going on right now but I actually I prefer watching those like MLB the show simulations over like I know they've been playing a lot of like classic games where like for baseball and basketball all the sports they've been playing like classic games on ESPN or CBS and I don't, I'd rather watch the simulations. I know it's weird because like one's a video game, one's real life, right? Yeah. But I think that one of the best parts about sports is like not knowing what the outcome is going to be and like being on the edge of your seat for the entire game because like you don't know how it's going to finish. And with those classic games, like I know how they're going to finish. Like I, I, I went back and watched. Um, they had I, I grew up and still am a, a huge Illinois basketball fan, right? And they had um, the game that sent them to the Final Four back in two thousand five. Right. And I was watching that, and like I lo- that, that's that's probably my favorite game I've ever watched in my entire life. And I was watching, it and I was like, "Yeah, like this is awesome." But at the same time, like I know what's gonna happen, you know? Yeah, I, I actually could, I can agree with that. I mean, that's an interesting take though, because uh, I'm I'm trying to watch like the the NBA 2K challenge and mm-hmm. um, between every all the NBA players, watching other people play video games. I I don't I'm not a fan of it. So it's hard for me to get into it because I play those video games myself. So it's kind of hard for yeah. me to get into that part of it, right? <laughs> so like, watching, yeah, watching them play it, and some of them are really bad. Like Kevin Durant looks like he 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 looks like he was playing like me because I didn't. He, <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Um, the the funniest part was watching Patrick Beverly talk trash. I I mentioned that on the last show. Yeah. Um, so watching those guys play video games wasn't fun, and I do. It is funny you kind of sit there and watch those simulations because um, even like the Orlando Magic on you know their their Facebook feed they'll they'll throw a simulation. Hey, tonight we were supposed to play the Raptors. Here's a simulation yeah. of what could have yep. happened. So sometimes I watch like two minutes of it, and it does bore me. So that's interesting. You said that. It's, exactly. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying like I love it, right? It's yeah. just but it's what you it's, got. This is this is what we have right now. So you're choosing between watching a, a video game simulation and watching a classic game. That I don't know. I either way, not ideal, but um, I guess you take what you can get. Yeah, I mean, going you know, kind of going down to that topic, going down that road um, with the with the simulations real quick and the replays is that, and because that's all we really have, right? Uh, is I kind of agree with you. You know, you kind of really know what happened. So, like, I watched the, I will watch the, uh, I watched the um 2016 NBA Finals when the Cavaliers came back from you know being down three one. Three one. So yeah. I forgot a little bit. Like, what's not really in my memory is the parts leading up to like the you know the the comeback, the epic comeback. Um, there's I watched a little uh, like a twenty minute highlight of each game. So it was just like key moments in yeah. each game. So I gave me a quick idea of like what happened, and then you get to like the part where LeBron blocks Iguodala, the Kyrie shot. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, I've seen this a million times. Like I, that's where I stopped. Like I, so it's like, yep. I, yeah, that's I've a seen good this point, so many actually. times. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Like you, you, 
you look back and you know the outcome, but it's it, it, it's cool to look back on some of that stuff and and like notice some of the things you didn't notice exactly. when it was playing the first time and that's never shown ever again. Because like like that game, like you see the block and like you know that the block happened. Exactly. But that's all the moments like leading up to that you don't get that in the replays, like in the, like the traditional replays that you get. Yeah, and exactly. So yeah, that's, that's a cool thing to look out for, I guess. Yeah, you get to see some of the players too. You get to see how they have been able to. Uh, really made an impact on the game, like the defense, some of the hustle. I mean, like everybody on the Cleveland was just hustle, grind and grit. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, it was like, wow, like that. They 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 were busting ass. Like they deserve that championship. So no, it, it, yeah. that's what. And then uh, you know, I believe uh, ESPN showing uh some of the oh nine and two thousand ten where the Lakers went back to back, and you know, unfortunately two thousand nine, Kobe won on the Magic's floor. So you know. Not too fun to see that again, but I mean, still, you know, great yeah. series to watch. But uh, you yeah, know, yeah. it's it's good that they're replaying some of these things. And then for us in the basketball world, we'll get some fresh content with the uh, Michael Jordan documentary. So it seems like yeah. they, that last oh, season that, that they followed. You know what, Greg? Just I was thinking about this today. I'm not sure you know how, how much aware of you are about this documentary coming out, but supposedly they followed around. There's a camera crew, right? They followed around mm-hmm. this team for that entire year because you know, Jordan. I guess it was you know Jordan's last year before yeah. he retired as a Bull. And um, you're telling me that, that a lot of that content in film was hidden or was just secure for that this know, long? Yeah, how'd they, how'd they do that? How'd they keep that away from so many people's hands for so long? That's like, what I, I guess who, who, owned, who owned the original, like, has ESPN always owned it? That, yeah, I mean, that, that's the research I need to do, but it's just a food for thought. <laughs> so yeah, no, if you listen to us, I'm, I'm interested once it comes out, like, <laughs> what, the, what like, the footage looks like right. and, like, where it came from. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's going to be like, like actual up to date interviews and here and there, like little, you know, little side, oh, yeah. you know, side conversations will have of like actual players, which it looks like, but it's just really like, and and Michael Jordan saying, hey, you know, after you guys watch this, you're probably not going to like me. I, you know, obviously, <laughs> we, we know that Jordan was at some point. He's he's not. He was very straightforward, blunt person. He didn't oh, like, yeah. have like the the kindness personality. I mean, we knew that about Jordan. So. I mean that's that's yeah. that that would be interesting, but um yeah man we'll transition to baseball here you know that's why I brought you in uh, a couple of baseball questions you know, for you and you know your opinions so you know obviously the season suspended uh the in in a good sense you know this is an opportunity and I feel like you know especially for basketball the the, the basketball side of it it's like towards the end like literally the playoffs are, sp- are about to start supposed to start yeah and um now that has to, it's like if they if we can play games, it can be rushed together to start a playoffs and then have an off season. It might be a shortened off season for baseball. It's the complete opposite. It's the beginning of a season and people have already talked about shortening an MLB season. So maybe that's something that we can, you can some positive out of this is that you can see what it's like by force. <laughs> the coronavirus yeah. has forced baseball to be shortened. Um, you know, that's the one of the, one of the things I can say that I, you know, as an outsider, you know, looking in from baseball, that's, that's a, a test for you guys. Um, what else? Uh, like, what's the initial like your concept for you? Like, what will work? Because baseball is a spaced out game, anyways. It's not like you're asking guys to sit down next to each other or be right next to each other unless you're on on the stand, right? On the same or, base, or you know, on at, the same base, right? I mean, but yeah. I mean, every player, of course, you know, you would think that these leagues would make sure every guy is healthy and safe. Um, so what, yeah, what's like that initial impact? I mean, is is the baseball season? In my opinion, it's not too lost, right? Is that what's yeah, kind of like the consensus out there? I mean, I, I feel like I feel like that's been the the kind of feeling throughout baseball right now is that um, the season's not lost yet. I know that like this past week, 
there's been like three different scenarios thrown out where like ways that we can get baseball in. I, I think the most recent one was um, like the, the Arizona Florida plan and, and what they've kind of discussed in that for that possibility is so every year the spring training facilities are half the teams are in Arizona right around the Phoenix area right and half the teams are in Florida and um, so the, the idea with this new plan so we can get baseball in is to have all of the games at those spring training facilities so the teams don't go back like the Cubs don't go back to, to Chicago the all the teams don't go back to their home parks they stay in the spring training facilities and what they would do in that scenario is they basically lock it down where um, players can't leave during the months that they're playing games and they're they have to basically just go from the, the from the stadiums to the hotel and like that's it and um i think that that is probably i mean that's probably the the best way to make this safe because i know that like it just gets it the, the problem is is that i mean the, the country's still shut down right now right like it, it's just crazy to imagine a game right now where where all these athletes are together um and and acting normally so like it wouldn't be a normal situation basically all these players would go and they wouldn't see their families for four or five months depending on how long the season ends up being right and that that's where it kind of like to me becomes not very feasible just because i don't see a scenario where players agree to not seeing their families for five months and it's not not like I know that like this, the seasons for all professional athletes are like long and grueling and like they, they don't see their families very often. Right. But like, they still come home on like off days and they still are able to come home to their home stadium where their family lives during the season and stuff like that. And at night they get to go home to their family, you know? Exactly. Right. Um, but this scenario, it's just, Hey, like you're away from your, like you don't get to see your family for five months. And we talk about like the players, but like, it's more than in that scenario, it's more than just the players, right? It's, it's players, it's umpires, it's, the coaching staff it is all like the photographers and like the cameramen and then even like the like the hotel workers that are like there with with the game with the teams like they're not able to go home either it's just it's it's more than just like the 26 man rosters you know so i don't know it, it just i i feel like there's still a little bit of optimism in keeping the season going it's just the the deeper we get into this the the, the less likely obviously is that there's a there's a real life season i, I think that Either way, I, I would – at this point, I highly doubt there's going to be a season with fans in the stands. Right, yeah. I, I, that's the that's one thing. I I think most of us would accept it by now. People like you and I, avid sports fans, I think we would accept that. We'll be okay with it just because oh, yeah, it gives us an opportunity. Um, you know, and it, it, this technology today, we can watch a, a game virtually anywhere. So I think that's the awesome part about technology and sports. But um, – yeah, I, I and that's a good perspective. You know, it's not just you're sending a ball team, you know, out to play. You have a coaching staff, like you said. It's it's a lot of people that be involved, and that's the last thing that we actually are trying to accomplish right now in the world, right? Yeah. So it it, it doesn't help at all. Um, you know, and and recently it's it's uh, announced in Florida, the, our governor at least in Florida thinks it's okay to have some of these events and, and play them. Mm-hmm. I think we're one of the only states, if not the only, <laughs> you know, you are, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, it's just not going to happen though, because it does involve so many people. Um, but yeah, I, I think I agree. I think with, with baseball too, the, and it's not, again, it, and what to me, when I first mentioned, it's not a knock on the sport. It's just that there is the ability to play games like those double headers. You have the ability to play yeah. day games. So, you know, there's, it can be scheduled very with a little bit more flexibility 
Um, I mean, I suppose supposedly NBA games can. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I suppose the NBA games can be like that too, if if it's that needed. Like, hey, you know, you're you're probably gonna have to play two games within the span of four hours if we're playing in the same city, right? So, I mean, that that might have to happen if we want to see a season. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that was part of the proposal was um, having. I think I saw one proposal. I don't know if this is the same one. I there's there's been like literally four thrown out in the past week. But one of the proposals had um, double headers, which is I mean, it used to be very common, like in like the seventies and eighties. I mean, before like modern baseball, like having double headers was common. Um, but part of these like double headers was to have like in this proposal was to have double headers almost every single day and to have them as like seven inning double headers as opposed to nine inning to just kind of cut down on some of the game action. I mean, because like, like, like you mentioned, baseball is so different than the other sports in that like they play a normal 162 game schedule of nine innings. And it's like, just, I mean, it, it's gotta be the most grueling schedule. They call it the dog days of summer for a reason, right? Like it's a, a grueling schedule right. and they play every single day. So, I mean, by using double headers every single day, it just gets, you'd have to cut down the innings like that. And at that point, it just baseball gets a little weird, but it's not, I mean, because I, I think that we haven't really talked about, like, the impact on, like, baseball. I mean, like, this is the season, but, like, on baseball as a whole. And, like, baseball is just so, like, stat-based. You know, it, there's it's so based on numbers. Like, you look at, like, like, the NBA, and I know, like, LeBron James, or, like, I guess you look at, like, Kevin Durant. He can come back from injury and put up, like, only 10 points per game, and, it, like, that's a fluke. Like, we still know how good – Kevin Durant is we still know how good LeBron James is we still know how good these players are mm-hmm. even if like their numbers don't back that up entirely um but with baseball like it's just so based on on numbers and so if if Chris Bryant goes out there one of the best players in baseball and like he has an awful year this year you're like oh well like is he really one of the best players in baseball it's just it's so numbers based and with a shortened season or with um, just weird kind of setups on how the games work. It just affects the stats so much. And like that affects how guys get paid, right? I know that Mookie Betts is set to become a free agent, which that's a, that's a completely different topic that he might not suit up for the Dodgers at all. But um, Mookie Betts is set to become a free agent after this year. And he's arguably the second best player in all of baseball. But if he like, he, he doesn't put up his stats this year, like he goes from, pushing like 35 million dollars a year this uh for this next contract to only making like 25 million dollars a year and like i know 25 million is still a lot of money but like it's 10 million dollars less than what he should have made you know right right no that makes sense i mean that's that's another like good point another overall impact you know for baseball because it's the beginning of the season where guys have contract years again um yeah very good point i mean similar to football too it's you know they just the football has probably the best positioning right now <laughs> out of every sport because yeah. they, they have time to start and they have time for this thing to get better. So, you know, exactly. they're positioned very well. I mean, that's it's another good point. So um, the other part of it, too, with this impact on baseball was just kind of the, other, the flip side of, you know, we, the last time I had you on, we talked about the Astros, the cheating scandal. Uh, was Is it something that, you know, will it'll be something to talk of baseball people will tune in to see what happens you feel like this is kind of like prolonged the start the season prolonging the start of a season you think people kind of been distracted by the, the virus they're kind of distracted uh, you know by everything that's going on like people kind of have like more compassion now you know it's yeah 
I hate this, man. I hate this. I, I was pumped. <laughs> I was pumped for the season to start and every single away game the Astros had to just get like booed out of the stadium. I was so excited for that to happen. And because the players didn't get any punishment, so it was like the only punishment that anyone could ever give them is just like booing them. And I know that that's only that can only do so much, but like I was that I was so excited. And now you're right, and it could come around, but I, I say like baseball's wiped out this year, and like come 2021 when on opening day, people will they won't have forgotten about it's not the same impact. Yeah, yeah, but it's just it feel the same, right? It's like, not, not yeah. Impact, and I mean. I mean, something else that the the Red Sox have been waiting, like they've been in the same scenario as the Astros, right? They they cheated the same way as the Astros and um, the manager for the for the uh, Red Sox did the same thing, Alex Cora, and uh, they still haven't come down with a punishment yet, which is weird. I mean, I know that like there's no games going on. What else does the, I guess, besides like figuring out these like scenarios to make games work that aren't working, what else does, does the commissioner's office have to do besides punish the Red Sox, you know? Like I'm still waiting on that punishment, and it hasn't happened. So I, I don't, I don't know. I think it just has less of a. There's less hostility towards the Astros probably once all this is said and done. Yeah, I, no, that's that's the one thing. Yeah, you know, I, I was looking forward to personally to see how the impact would be, and that's exactly what happened. Is that I feel it, I feel like they're gonna prolong it out to where people, you know, again, it's it's a different mindset of people's minds now. The last thing people are worried about is seeing how. The Houston Astros are attacked by pitchers, <laughs> so yeah. you know, and unfortunately, you know, we're not going to get this. It's to be a little bit more soft of, um, you know, uh, of of a treatment for them. I would say. I mean, people aren't going to forget, though. Obviously, you know, I'm sure Twitter, yeah, and you're right. baseball Twitter is probably going to be popping off. Yeah, I didn't think about the pitchers, right? Like, with, with even so, say it's a shortened season this year. Um, every game is going to count, right? So typically, it's 162 games, and it comes down to the like the last week of games for it to see who goes to the playoffs. But if you have a season of like 60 games, then every game is going to matter so much more. And so like the pitchers aren't going to be trying to like bean Astros batters because they don't have, like they can't afford to do that. They can't afford to give up that one more run and lose that game when every single game matters so much more, you know? Yeah, and that's another good point. I mean, it seems like the Astros are lucking out a lot, huh? It's, you know, <laughs> these guys are lucking out a lot. It's this is the conversation that we're having last time. You know, the, yeah. the last time was no barely any punishment. Now it's just like coronavirus has made this a little bit more easier to soften their blow of, of everything that's been yeah. going on. But um, I mean, everyone's been pretty quiet though, from what I've seen. You know, everybody, you know, that they've, they've said what they have said, and everybody's kind of just waiting to see the season start. But uh. No, I mean it's it's definitely a good perspective there. So yeah, I, it was interesting. It was you know everything about the MLB kind of every putting everybody in Arizona, um, mm-hmm. and in a sense you are kind of compared to a sequestered um, jury. You know when you kind of take a jury, post them up in a, somewhere. It, it's almost like doing that. It's almost like sequestering you know like half of like the league and putting them in a place and saying okay, you guys stay here. You're gonna go to this arena or stay and play ball and come <laughs> and come back. I mean that's gonna be your life. It's it almost feels like modern day slavery. You're paying somebody yeah. for like millions of dollars, you know, for modern day slavery. It's almost like, and it, it's it's strange. I, but I think that's that's almost what's got to happen at some point. If if teams, if, if especially if the spread of you know the virus doesn't get any better, you know, because you can't really have the traditional traveling. Because I mean, you, we've got teams. Every sport has teams in every different direction. I mean, the East Coast, West Coast, 
Texas, you know, mid Midwest. I mean, it's impossible. New York. I mean, how many sports teams New York has right now? You know, yeah. that could be playing in session by by um, and and the peak of everything together is in about what I would say September October, right? Because you get the uh, the playoffs for the MLB, you get the mm-hmm. NBA to start back up, you get uh, NFL in, in full swing, um, August yep. September. Yep. And then um, NHL starts back up. MLS, if you want to count, you know, obviously we'll count them major sports league here. They start back up, or I know I believe they have their playoffs by then. So you have a whole lot going on in the fall. Yeah, so exactly. so I think that they're that the sports leagues need to kind of bank on making sure things are up and running by then. Um, and then maybe MLB can throw together some sort of weird tournament um, for the postseason or, or something just to make it work. I think that they need to focus on that as opposed to just like, I mean, cause this, this like situation where they have all the games in Arizona and Florida, uh, I mean, say, and they're, 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 they're quarantined off and only the players can't see anybody else. Like say one player comes down with, with the virus and like one, one player comes down with this. Uh, does that mean the entire league stops as a whole? Like it just, it's, it's super weird. I mean, obviously all this is just something that, nobody's dealt with the sports world hasn't dealt with but like nobody in the world has dealt with <laughs> so uh being able to kind of predict how to handle everything is just not uh not the best right now and I, I just i feel like waiting off until we have some sort of idea on how to handle it best is probably uh the move to make especially for these major sports leagues yeah i mean one of the good things to hear you know it doesn't matter what your political stance is is that there is some sort of sports commissioner's panel to restart the economy so at least you know, the president's including the, the, the commissioners in this and that it's a step to move forward. So for us sports fans, like at least we matter to a sense, you know, or sports yeah. matters. And um, I mean, it is a part of our economy. Just, you know, if people spend money to go watch games, people spend money yeah. to, to have cable TV and watch these games. So, you know, it's part of our economy. And, um, you know, these teams and franchises are good for communities, too. So, you know, so they yeah. give back to communities as some some of them have been doing it, and then the athletes have been taking their own millions of dollars and donating them too. So, you know, it's not just we're just here to take, you know, watch sports and it's just entertainment. They, they give back at some extent. And, you know, some people have yeah. different opinions about it. They, they don't do enough, but it is what it is. But, mm-hmm. um, no, it's interesting times. Like you said, this is something that we've never really dealt before. Um, it, it's been such a crazy year, you know, obviously, um, in uh, the basketball world, it's, you know, the, the death of Kobe Bryant to start off mm-hmm. January. And then if you, that was, you know, enough to shake up like the sports world, yeah. but if oh, you yeah. would have told it, me it, that no sports, Greg, like yeah. absolutely no sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, later. well, and, and I guess swinging it back around a little bit to baseball, I, I mean, I, I think that. I should have brought this up first because this might be the most important impact on baseball. But like this year would have been Mike Trout's age 28 season, which is like age 28 in baseball. I mean, in most sports, uh, probably safe for football, but in most sports, like that's your prime year in baseball. especially like that. That's age 28 is your prime year. And Mike Trout isn't getting to play in his prime season who Mike Trout could go down, go down as the best player to ever play the game of baseball. Right. Like Mike, He's just he's so so underrated, and it's it's weird to have a guy that's the best in your sport, hands down, be underrated. But we're not getting to see possibly the best season of the best players in baseball's career. You know what I mean? And that like that that sucks in itself. I hate that. I agree. I it's the thing. It's interesting you say it too because you know we had a conversation about uh, the NBA how it was a little bit, it was like one of the most balanced like NBA like seasons in a long time. I mean it was just a 
the battle of duos, like in LA, LeBron, AD versus you know Paul George, Kawhi. You had your duo in Houston. You have your duo in Brooklyn that's not healthy right now. <laughs> so you know there's different little duos out in the league here, and it's uh, such a big balance. The MLB, like you mentioned with Mike Trout, then you go to the NFL, and like we saw the Mahomes, we saw some of the young guys come up. You know Lamar Jackson. Um, they the the NFL finished on a high note, and um, you know it's kind of you know, off season time for them anyways, but. It's like now their start of their season is in jeopardy because of this. So it's just like all around like a big impact of like, wow, this is kind of like one of the greatest like sports times in a long time for everybody across the board. And this is well, what we get. Like comparing some of those players, right? And I feel like in the NBA, like I, I don't know, especially now you can make the argument for more players being quote unquote the best player in the NBA. Right. Like I, I, if I'm still picking a team to start one season with, like I'm going with LeBron, you might have other opinions, but like, my point is that like, there's always arguments on like, who's the best player in the league for the NBA. There's always arguments that can be made in the NFL for who's the best player in the league. I, I, mean, I think now it'd be Mahomes, but like in the past, you could like argue Tom Brady. Like you, you can always argue somebody is the best player in the league and baseball. Like you can't make that argument right it's 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 mike trout and it has been for the last seven seasons mike trout has been the best player coming into the season it's been mike trout during the season it's been mike trout and at the end once the season's over it's it's always been mike trout's the best player and i feel like that doesn't really happen in sports hardly ever like you, where there's no arguments as to who the best player in the sport is right no absolutely man i mean it, it's it is something that we just not gonna get to see this year and it's a little disappointing yeah, yeah. so well based on everything and you know we <laughs> last episode and it's it just every day it gets worse there's nothing that says it'll get mm-hmm. better or there's no light at the end of the tunnel that there'll be some sort of sports action and yeah it's like damn but um <laughs> we'll see next um it, it just to like you know finish off here with you uh today greg um what have you been up to though like uh what what do you besides the whole virtual sports thing? What else? What else is capturing yeah. your attention? I don't know. I I uh, not a whole lot, man. I mean, I'm I'm working from home like you are. Um, I am just kind of hanging out, not doing a whole lot. I know <laughs> that I broke out the the PlayStation. I yeah. hadn't broken. I hadn't. I hadn't even messed with that for months. And I was like, well, <laughs> what else am I gonna? Do? You know. So I, I I broke that out. Uh, but I don't know. Just kind of. Uh, Hanging around, try trying to enjoy having like relaxing, you know, like trying to enjoy having time off from like having to do other things and stuff like that. So, uh, but besides that, uh, I've been trying to just do as much as I can with the podcast and with the writing and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, just I'm, I'm glad you had me on, but uh, I wish there was more games going on that we could talk about and stuff like that. But I'm Always. glad that I can come on and talk about like the news and what's going on with the sport itself, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Always craving news and notes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yeah, man. So once again, you guys check Greg out um, on Twitter. He's out at Out of the Vines, and then yep. uh, at the CubsInsider dot com, and you'll catch him on the Growing Cubs podcast. Uh, primarily, that's specifically around Chicago Cubs prospects, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's out every uh, right now. We're doing every other week is our kind of time. Typically, we're an every week type of deal on Mondays, but right now it's every other week on Mondays. Um, if you guys are interested in uh, checking out that podcast, we uh, I was telling Chevy right before we hopped on here that um, we actually had on recently 
uh, Luke Smith, who is a uh, he's currently a, a pitcher at the University of Louisville. And uh, right now there's kind of sweeping changes going on in, in the MLB draft for this year. Uh, big cut and round. So we want to talk about MLB draft with him. And uh, he kind of went viral last year for uh, during the College World Series. He uh, ESPN, a lot of cameras caught him during the World Series, kind of shouting at the batters, dropping a whole lot of F-bombs at, at the batter. Um, he kind of went viral all over Twitter, all over Facebook, everywhere. So uh, we were able to sit down with him, have a conversation with him about the MLB draft, about kind of everything that went down last year and his viral moment. So, um, yeah, if you guys want, are interested in that at all, uh, be sure to check out the Growing Cubs podcast. Well, there you go. Uh, any shout outs you want to provide? Uh, no, I, shout out to, I think shout out to everybody. Um, Everybody out here doing like the blogging and the writing and the podcasting and stuff like that, that um, I know we're all struggling a little bit, but I think that it's, it's good to be able to kind of support all those writers out there. And uh, a lot of these blogs and, and websites and stuff that kind of depend on your clicks and your reads and your stuff like that. Uh, so being able to support those people would be kind of giving a shout out to them and for working hard as, as hard as they can uh, during these times. I know that everybody's working really hard and, um, in different ways, but that's just kind of how I, I have a, a a hand in some of that stuff too. So being able to support those people is, is really big. Absolutely, man. That's, that's a great shout out too. And, you know, like I said, anybody that listens that wants to jump on and you know, needs a shout out, just give us a holler, man. We're here for you guys. And uh, Greg, appreciate you, man. It's been, it's been nice talking to some, some baseball. Hopefully we'll check back in and better news and a yeah, bit more light absolutely. at the end of the tunnel to have some yeah. actual sports back in our lives. Yeah, thanks, Chevy. I appreciate it, man. All right, man. You take care. All right, everyone. I got my good friend, Mr. Teroy Jackson here. He's in the building the second half of this podcast. Uh, Teroy, what's up, man? How you doing today? I'm doing well, man. How you doing, my man? Football, my guy. Long time, man. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've been on episode. Uh, I'm doing great. You know, obviously, you have witnessed my... My sorrows, my weeping on the social media, lack of sports. Um, that's why we're here. We're doing these shows. How are you coping? What are you doing these days? Um, so you know, uh, outside of recording for my own podcast because uh, my season two comes out in like three weeks. Uh, just you know, working. Life hasn't really changed for me that much because I'm still going to work. I still work both my jobs because they're both considered essential. So it's just. I just going to work and coming home now instead of having any extra time to go record with people, I guess, per se. So Right. So you're an essential employee. Unfortunately. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, thank so you like, for your services. Unfortunately, but fortunately, like I'm fortunate to have a job, but I feel like my calls in the job, I can work from home, but they don't want to do that. The other job, I don't really know how Joanne Fabrics is that essential, but you know, these companies come up with anything to try to stay in business. So I can't get mad at for that, I guess. Absolutely. It's a hustle and a grind, man, as we always talk about on off the record. But uh no, it's been a pleasure to have you on board again here. And uh, you know, uh, my my whole concept right now with this kind of downtime in sports is just to kind of talk a, a little bit about what's going on in, in the sports world. On the outside, you know, we, we can really only talk about what, what's coming off the press. Um also getting your perspective of how you feel. Um you know, I kind of jump into that. What, what's like your initial reaction of when you found out? It's been about a pretty much a month of the week here that uh, this week, at least, you know, it's been a month uh, since 
everything was right, kind of called so off. How, how did that go down for you? I was at I was at my night job at Joanne Fabrics, and then all of a sudden I got news. My phone blew up that the Jazz and them were postponing the game. And the next thing I know, it was like the Jazz and them are canceling the game. Uh, they're canceling the game because of the COVID, because of the COVID nineteen. And then next thing I know, they're canceling the season. And then I'm like, okay, well. NCAA still gonna have March Madness just without fans, and then they canceled the season. Then I was like, "Dag, once the NBA canceled the season, everybody else followed suit. The Flyers hockey canceled the season. I was really upset. I was I was pissed that they canceled basketball season, but the Sixers could have went on a road. So I'm like, if they now <laughs> it's not canceled, but as you know, it's it's te- it's temporarily suspended. I'm like, maybe this will help them, you know, find their road woes. But when they canceled hockey season, I was pissed, Jabal. Because the Flyers was like the hottest team in hockey. I really thought we was about to win the Stanley Cup this year. I'm about to go to Philly for my second parade in my life. And then they said they canceled it. It's not coming back. I was pissed. I was like, God damn it. The one time the Flyers are really good, <laughs> we'll never get this hot again. And it's fucking canceled. I was, I, was, I was extremely upset. Well, I was, I was more upset that they canceled hockey than I was when they, can, when they suspended basketball. I mean, uh, as a Sixer fan, I, 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 can, I can reason with that. That's fair. You know, we were just we were just talking about the Sixers in the last episode. How yeah, bad that road bike was. Ugh. Yeah, because I'm thinking like, because I was like, it could be a blessing in disguise. I was like, if we're not going back to like mid June, <laughs> right? Simmons is healthy by then. It's true. And Embiid is healthy by then. Maybe, maybe you know, we we may not be able to like uh, have physical contact with each other, but maybe they're all dueling each other and and staying in contact with each other to, to create that camaraderie and that chemistry or something. I was like, dang, man, when they canceled hockey, I was hurt because I really thought the Flyers were hot. Like, we was like, we was only maybe like a couple games out of like first place in the East. And we, for like, for a while, we were stinking. We got on that hot streak. I'm like, man, it's upsetting. That's, that's why I was really upset. Basketball was like, it was uh, it was kind of like a lost season anyway when we when we couldn't win on the road. And then people were talking about who would you rather have and beat and Simmons. And I'm like, I don't it was rough, bro. Yeah, I know I, absolutely. I I thought it was um you know my initial reaction to share with you was you know it was a little bit of I I didn't really believe it at first. I was like man, I called one of my friends and um because you know we had a little a little wagers going on in regards to some some of the over unders that night. So you know some one of the games got over. You know it was able to cash out on that game. I was like, all right, cool. You know then I and then I get the message about it. And it's like oh no, this is not good not good news at all so i couldn't believe it i'm like all right all right you know they said until end of march like you know it's it's a few weeks two three weeks this is a blow over and then as you know here we are today so yeah exactly you know it's just a repetitive motion but uh no we, we you know we've been coping obviously th- these things like like these podcasts help <laughs> having these conversations with with my fellow sports fans definitely helps um what have you been doing to keep yourself occupied you know you know you obviously have your show uh the average show podcast um anything else video games yeah um i've been uh so what i what i've been doing was i don't have 2k20 because my best friend has 2k20 and like i i own him in in madden and he owns me in 2k so i wasn't about to sit here and buy 2k because literally the last time we played 2k i kid you not Ball, he went on a 23 game win streak against me do you know how frustrating that is that's to lose to the same person 23 times like 23 times and half the games would be close 
and it would be like some games would be blowout, other games would be close, and I just couldn't close down the stretch like Jamal. It got so bad one time. We was in Tallahassee. I threw my controller out the window and broke the window, and I did not care. I was like, I was over it. I was just so frustrated. So like, and it's always like when we have these these great games, these instant classics that he liked to call them. I'm always on the losing end because when I beat him, I blow him out. There, it, there is it is no no close game. So so we both been playing 2K. He's playing 2K20. I've been playing 2K19. And so what I what I decided to do was was um. Uh, I had like two franchises. The first franchise I had played with the Sixers. I, I got rid of Ben Simmons and traded for Trey Young and won a championship. But then the second franchise, what I decided to do was I um like I turned salary cap off and I've been I had like a like a fantasy draft, but I did it with all the in not all the NBA teams, but all the NBA teams, all the historic teams, all of that. So I've been having a you know uh, having a good time with that. Yeah, yeah, you're getting That's very deep into it. Um, yeah, did did you catch any of the two K tournament? From um the NBA yeah. players, no, I didn't. I did not. But I heard that Hassan Whiteside so was talking all that trash. How he was good, and he got Molly well by thirty. Yeah, I mean it wasn't that impressive. I, you didn't really miss much. <laughs> it, you know, I I entertained like the first uh, game. I think it was uh, Kevin Durant. Can't remember who he played in the first round, but he Kevin Durant looked terrible on two K. You know, so no shade. It was just you know, just you just look terrible on two K. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know. It was just kind of hard watching other guys play 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 uh, sports games. You know, I, I play sports games myself. Definitely, I, I've been a little bit more on the, on the Madden side just because my buddies. We we got a little we got a little trash talk session that goes between about three to four of us. So you know, it gets pretty serious. So I've been, you know, we've been social distancing and and playing via PSN. So everybody has PlayStation Network. So we're playing at home on our own home. Mm-hmm. home base for right now um instead of in person so that's how we're, we're controlling ourselves um but yeah i mean you know it's just it's kind of nice and fun to do um some of some of the video games and um i mean that that's what what, what we have it's like a virtual you know um on the last segment i talked with greg it's just he enjoyed the virtual part of it for him he likes to sit down and kind of seeing the unknown happen and unfold in you know in front of him um instead of going back and watching instant classics you know so for me, I've been, you know, I've, I've already kind of said that those the instant classics work out for me. But what about yourself? Do you do you like watching some of the throwback games and kind of re- seeing how? <clears throat> yeah, I do. I do like watching some of the throwback games, like especially now, like because like there's all this debate about you know like LeBron and Jordan, LeBron's this, Jordan that. But a lot of people forget, like we like when I first started watching basketball, it was literally like the it was literally like maybe like game three of the NBA finals between the Jordan's uh uh last run uh between when uh, when Jordan hit the shot against Russell. The Jazz, and, but yeah. now going back and but now going back and watching these instant classics, I can really sit down and compare and be like, yo, the game was really different back then. And then I can really sit there and be like, yo, watch seeing how the game is different then and now, do I really think these players in this generation will really in that generation it gives it gives people in my opinion more of a sense of especially when it comes to the, the jordan and the lebron debate because we got number time on our hands now so you can really sit there and watch and see how you played and be like okay now you got valid reasons as to why you think jordan's better than lebron or lebron's better than jordan you're just saying it without without actual factual right right and i think the nice part too as you know, i mentioned previously is that um, it's a new level of appreciation that we can take for a lot of different players when you look at some, and it's not even really going back too much to the nights because you know what's funny is that you know we're we're around the same age, so I think a lot of 
us around the same age, we kind of pick up Jordan at the same time. So it's that 98, you know, jazz, that jump, that jumper, you know, um, and that's, that's what we know Jordan for. Unfortunately, you know, we were just too small to understand the rest of Jordan's career before that, <laughs> but we can go back and watch the tapes. But I mean, like, you know, from the early, now we're starting to see, like, we get to see the replay of the Kobe highlights that we've always kind of seen. Um, we see now some of the older LeBron highlights we get into, or when he was first, obviously, in the league. And then we get in that transition of some of the greater teams in the, in the uh, last decade. So you got to see, like, the Celtics team, um, you know, the Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, uh, th- those Kobe Lakers with Paul Gasol. You get a new appreciation for some of those players, like a Lamar, Lamar Odom, right? Like, lately, that's they're kind of highlighting, like, the Lakers, like, back-to-back 2009-2010 this week. So that's cool to see. Um, I was, you know, kind of referencing... Um, when I was watching some of like the older clips was just seeing some of how the role players, how hard they hustle, how much they um, impact they made like defensively. Like that's mm-hmm. stuff you forget. Like, you know, in the 2016 finals, you always see LeBron block the shot. You always see like that, that jumper that remember the Ray Allen jump shot, you know, or the three mm-hmm. point, you know, shot off the rebound. Like you always see mm-hmm. the highlight, but you never see what led up to that point. Like who was hustling, who was yep. grabbing what rebound. It's like, that's the part that you kind of forget about. And like, it's cool yeah, to people see again. forget, like, mm-hmm. what was it? I think it was, like, Manu and Kawhi missed two free throws. Like, right. If, that's a, if they don't miss those free throws, Ray Allen, exactly. the Ray Allen shot don't matter. Exactly. Yeah, you, you forget a lot, about, a lot about that. So it's nice to kind of go back and see, like, that sequence again and appreciate that. Even though you and I probably see it live in action, it's like, we can tell you that it happened, but, you know, to kind of mm-hmm. see it again happen and see what led up to, like, the Ray Allen shot was still, like, the nice part about getting this break because on the normal you wouldn't really sit down like imagine this like we were in the middle of seeing march madness unfold in front of us the nba playoffs were supposed to start um here in april and then mm-hmm. you know we were gonna get the nf we're gonna hopefully still get the nfl draft so from from all uh, signs point to yes so you're getting all that all at once and it's like all of a sudden you just put an immediate stop to it so like you get distracted with season to season to season you know after you get done with um the NBA in June. It's like okay, well, you kind of have baseball to turn to, but we were supposed to have an Olympics this year, so I you're know. in the Olympics, and then you go from Olympics until maybe July. You go from that to football, college football, NFL, and it's just like a consistent distraction. But the the the, the positive thing about this is you get to sit back and enjoy some of these games that you kind of probably brushed over didn't get to appreciate the greatness that you got to witness live in action. So I would say that, um, how, how do you feel so far about some of the, the plans, um, uh, fanless games? Are you pretty much desperate to the point where you're like, just give me whatever fanless games, whatever it is. See, it's, I have, it's a, I don't honestly think that would have worked for March Madness. Because I really feel like in March Madness, so many games are swung by the fans. Like, you can be down by, like, 20, and then you hit, like, three shots, then your fans get you back in it, and then next thing you know, you know, you get back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you come back and take the lead to win the game. For pros, it's a little bit different. I honestly don't think that'll work for football. I don't, I don't see that happening. You don't like, think so? I don't. Nah, because, like, a lot, like, granted, like, a big part of football, in my opinion, more than anything, especially when it comes to home field advantage, is a silent count. 
is the road team having to do a style account. Like, you know what I'm saying? Can you imagine it? I can't imagine, like, Seattle playing in Seattle without the fans. Like, their home, my opinion, their home field advantage is gone. Same thing with the Saints. You know what I'm saying? Like, same thing with... Uh, That's true. Like, it, it's just gone. Like, because, you know what I'm saying? When you... Those places, like, oh man, we gotta go, we gotta go to the Superdome. Like, you know what I'm saying, we gotta practice how it's count. Like, we gotta know it's, it's it's a tough environment to play in, but it's not a tough environment to play in if there ain't no fans in there. It's it's true. It's an equal, it's, it's, it's an equal level playing field. It's yeah. I mean, I, I would I would agree with that part of it. And when you have some of like those fan bases are known for like the fans. Um, yeah, because basketball, I think you it will be better because basketball is. <clears throat> I want to say it's a team sport. But it's prob it's probably the it's out of the four major ones, it's the most sport that requires more individual skill. So at the end of the day, I believe the talent can get you to where you need to be without the fans. But definitely like football, baseball, hockey, all those are like a team sport. So in my opinion, like it's I don't know how that will work. Right, right. Now, I mean, basically, um, somebody that would agree with you for football would be Kirk Cousins because he's publicly announced. And said that he was he was down with it. He said it'd be a little bit more refreshing. Um, he and he had a good point that, I, that I, you know when I first read the the headline, I'm like, really, Kirk Cousins? Like, what are you talking about? You look at it. He said, you know, we we practice with without fans. Like, we run. You know, we literally have like PA systems where we have to force fan noise to like practice. So like mm-hmm. we're kind of accustomed to doing this without fans. Um, so to play, you know, when you're at practice, I mean, but that's that's anywhere. Like that's basketball football that's in baseball you're going to practice without fans or, or you know a big scenery or a big crowd noise you know i mean i'm more or less on the ledge of just give me whatever fanless or not <laughs> you know so i mean i'm there but i think the experience the experience will be different right we all already we're already experiencing different things in the life already right now so it'd be a little different experience i'm i'm down with it just because like i'm that desperate but at the same time you know I think for football, I think for me personally, I, it would be a little bit more difficult to to really enjoy football because, like you said, fan noise with silent counts, things like that do play a factor versus like basketball. Like when we're listening to a basketball game, we're hearing like we're hearing the announcers. One, two, we're hearing sneakers squeak. Three, we're hearing a whistle and then a player yell. So you're kind of getting those authentic courtside like noises already versus the fans. But in a football game, it's like, you know, you see those microphones on the sideline. They kind of amplify the crowd noise with, like, the broadcast. <laughs> so I, I feel like we would miss fan fan noise more in football than any, any other sport. Mm-hmm. And then, like, baseball, you kind of get, like, you know, in a regular season game, you're going to kind of hear the chip of the wood and the ball hitting the bat. Yeah, baseball would—I think baseball would suffer the most because I'm not—baseball is such a, a, a slow sport. A slow developing sport anyway from game to game like nah like i could probably go to a hockey game without i could watch a hockey game without fans no problem like i'll, I'll be perfectly fine with that and football basketball be a little weird but basketball but baseball ain't no way i'm watching a baseball game without no fans like i barely want to watch baseball now <laughs> right yeah i, I mean I, I think i don't think it'll be an interesting thing if we are able to have a fanless game just to see what it's like. I think it's the only the only time and only opportunity we're probably going to get to see it. So I'm kind of down to like seeing it. It's almost mm-hmm. like let's just do it just to see what it's like. But that, that that's my only take on on that so far. You know, with, with having fanless 
arenas and things like that. Um, speaking of, you know, we we have uh, our own Florida governor since you and I were Florida men technically as well. Um, where you know he's deemed it essential that professional sports can can carry on. So, you know, the NBA. If you guys want to come, bring up. We got two NBA arenas. You know, you can um post up your your uh, teams out here in Orlando and Miami, and we can we can host basketball technically. <laughs> so that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, how, how do you feel though about um right now? Like, I think we're about a couple months away, realistically. Um, you know, the last segment Greg talked about how it it could be a little. It's not really feasible. Because you you might have to separate players and athletes, coaching staffs, referees, mm-hmm. um, and other other team personnel, like essential personnel, to run these games away from their family. So it's not just a, a roster of guys. How do you feel? Do you think it's something that's reasonable? Because they're not well, going to bring their full families. If, yeah, if they're going to do this. I think what's going to have to happen is is they're going to have to. Um, I was listening to. Um, what was it? What was this on? It was I think it was on the uh what podcast was this on? It was either on the herd or on the odd couple. I think it was on the odd couple. And basically he was saying as if like, yo, if they're gonna have to do this, they're gonna have to like maybe either pick a like a central location like Vegas or maybe everybody comes to Miami and you basically just basically be like, Okay, we're gonna finish the we're gonna finish the team. You're, you're basically like, you know, we're quarantining you. So, like, you can't be with your family, none of that. You're going to be here. We're going to keep y'all in a central location. We're going to play games in Orlando, play games in Miami, or play games in Vegas. And that's how we're going to decide the – that's how we're going to decide the winner. I think that's the only way they'll be able to do that without it maybe, like – because if you take that and go home, you're, you're taking the risk of, you know, it's spreading, and then you, you're doing more damage. But the main thing that I think the NBA really needs to consider is, like, and Colin Cowherd talked about this. It's like if like every sport right now has a spot. You feel me? Like every sport has a spot. Like we know uh football and basketball coincide with each other. We know uh right when football's pretty right when football's pretty much around like September, pretty much getting started, that's when baseball's like ending up their regular season. So by the time November comes, like I'm saying, be it middle, like beginning of November, like the baseball season in, is ending. So if you're going like, basically I'm trying to get at is if the NBA, it does decide they're going to finish the season. Like, I hope they know there is no turning back. Like there is no, we're going to finish the season. Then we're going to start the season the same because you need, you need to give your time's player, your, your players time to rest. So now you're basically etching a new time frame out in the sports world, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, let's say we want to start the, we want to finish the season. We're going to end in June. So like, or we're going, we're going now instead of ending in what June, we're going to end in like what July, August. So what are we, what are we coming back now? Are we coming back around Christmas, or what are we doing? Me personally, I wouldn't mind if they came back around Christmas. But then also you got to look at stuff like that because now, let's say for example, this this ends right. Like let's say for example. The season ends in what? Let's just say the season, they they decide to come back in what June, and the season ends in July or something like that. It ends in August. Then you have the draft. Like you got to think beyond that. 
So what happens to the WNBA now? Because the WNBA is normally during the summer when the NBA is ending. Right. Where 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 are they etched in? So like they like I was telling them like look, it's either you're going to cancel it and then you're going to just you're just going to start over next season, or once you make that decision to finish playing them games, you can't go back to the way you knew life as an NBA player, like the way you operated as a business, because you 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 won't. It's either you won't have that you won't have that same time because you're either going to rush players back too quick and everybody's going to get injured, or you're going to give them a proper offseason. Right, right. I mean, and I mean, I think it's a collective uh, agreement amongst everybody. You know, a lot, a lot of these guys have the representation of the players' association, so they'll work out with the league. The owners have say. Then you also have government mandated rules and regulations that you know obviously will need to get lifted at some point. Um, and then everybody is concerned about a resurgence of the virus down the road. Like, you know, if we let everybody go buck wild, what's going to happen if there's a resurgence of this, you know? Um, <laughs> so then definitely there's, you know, no, nobody's going to be able to go around anywhere because there's a resurgence of things. So, you know, I think there's so many variables that have to line up for this to happen. And the only realistic thing is, you know, I think if people are down, like, like, I mean, people, I mean, athletes or players, professionals are okay with being sequestered in like a city um and it's a strict path for them so hey unfortunately it's gonna life to be a life that sucks you got three different places you can go a practice facility your hotel to live and be at and then the game facility literally those are the only few facilities that you're gonna be able to go in between Meanwhile, maybe stepping out amongst, you know, normal society for a grocery run or whatever it is. They're professional athletes. athletes I'm sure that they'll have, be catered to. But literally, that, that'd be your life for a few months mm-hmm. just to get games in there. Is, you know, as a professional athlete, you got to evaluate. Is that your life that you're willing to put up with um, because, you, you know, you love a game so much? So, you know, if you think you're an athlete, Troy, and you're thinking about, like, do, do I think that, would I enjoy playing basketball under those conditions? You know what I'm saying? Like, would I enjoy mm-hmm. playing football under those conditions? Does, does it feel great to play under those conditions knowing that after this game, I'm going to go and be shacked up again? Like, you know, am, am I doing it from, you know, am I happy, but I'm putting on a production for the rest of the world to be entertained? Because at that point, like, you know, they'll get broadcasted. You and I will get to see them and watch them. But how do they feel as people to do that? So I think that that's that perspective you have to look at. And everyone's going to have their opinion and say, well, they're million-dollar athletes. They should shut up and play, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like they're they're not being asked to be confined. I mean, you're, they're not being asked, you know, to just stay inside and not go to the grocery store if, if you don't need to or go to the emergency room if you don't need to. They're literally being asked to specifically go between two places only, and that's it. Like, there's no flexibility in between. Like this is like a job they're required to do. So it's a little bit different regardless of how much money they're getting paid. That's just my opinion about it. So I mm. think it's a little hard. I mean, if they come to if they want to do it, if they come to the agreement to do it and check out everybody, make sure everyone's healthy. They go through different different health screenings. Somebody starts to show symptoms, you know, put them out in the other side of the of the, the city or fly them out or something. Then you know, do that. It's almost like an episode of The Walking Dead. You know, I don't really watch The Walking Pretty Dead, much. but I know, right? More, it's but like, it's, it really is. <laughs> this is that's this is the times we're in. It's a little confusing, but um, yeah, man. I mean, that's pretty much where we're at, you know, in in life. Um, seeing how things are going so far, um, you know, so we'll we'll definitely you know have you back a little bit on board there. Uh, do you have any shout outs? Any any anything you want to uh, 
recommend at this time here for everybody that's experiencing disastrous sports. Oh you know, um, like man, just you know, uh, like I tried to everybody, man. If you got, um, first of all, I want to say I don't want nobody to like, like if if, if you're taking this time to you know just relax and clear your mind, like just take your time to make sure that you're productive in whatever you want to do. Like, you don't, you know what I'm saying? Just because maybe you see other people working and grinding, creating businesses and stuff, and you just want to take this time to relax because you're always working, hey, do what you got to do. Whatever whatever you can to to make sure that you're at peace, you know what I'm saying? Like, do that. Um, that's, you know, pretty much my advice. For sure, for sure. I mean, I appreciate you joining me, man. And, you know, this has been a good opportunity just getting the interview couple guys here on this episode and just keep it moving and you know like i said we're we're gonna be here the entire time the whole entire way until we get some ounce of like light um that there'd be some lift in the band on on sports and just being able to see it uh i'm sure i mean it's look you gotta protect the business you gotta protect people it's this is one of the most like difficult things to like really gauge right now that we we're not sure then it's just day by day so you know, appreciate you, um, everybody. If you are, you know, definitely would like to shout out to the Average Joe podcast. Check out, you know, Troy. Um, so on Twitter, you're at Average JTPC. Yeah, that's my Instagram. My Instagram is uh, Average JTPC. Okay. Uh, the Twitter, I'm not really on there like that, but it's the T O A J podcast. And then my original, my actual Twitter handle is Swaggy T89. And then my actual personal Instagram handle is the original uh, playmaker. But yeah, man, um, the app don't have an average show podcast season two comes out May 6th. So like three, like two more, two more Wednesdays from now, not next week. Was it not next weekend? No, wait, it's not next weekend. Not next Wednesday, but the, uh, let me see here. I'll tell you in a second. Not next Wednesday. Not the Wednesday after, but the Wednesday after that. So three Wednesdays from now is when season two comes out. Man, I got some good content for y'all. Um, yeah, so you know, if y'all y'all y'all, y'all bored and you got you want to be entertained, I got you. Come check me out. Just plug plug a little bit of the podcast. Like what's a good like overview? Um, so basically it's a podcast where basically um it's called Thoughts of an Average Show. So it's basically my thoughts. Uh, we talk about relationships, talk about friendships, you get the the male perspective, the female perspective. And then I've been taught. I've been season two. I've been incorporated. Uh, I'm up. I've incorporated. I've, I've incorporated topics within like the black community. So we we've been talking about that. Like for example, like season one. Uh, I mean, at first episode of season two, we're talking about race and, race and prejudice. So we're going to be talking about that. What's the difference between that? How it affects today's society? Um, and then I also started a a segment called the Creative Corner, where any artist musicians poets want to submit their spoken word poetry or their music all they gotta do is just hit me up i'll put it on the podcast so that we can all support each other so you know there you go that's all it's all about man just networking and uh making sure we all kind of support each other in these times so uh appreciate you on board man and i hope everyone be safe and take care